Good evening. So, um, yes, this is about growth. Yeah. And we grow, we grow as we listen to the word. And so also one thing I've got to, um, say regarding growth. So last week, I said something about on on this line about a man that I don't like. Yes, I don't like him, but my comments show Sandy came to me on Saturday after the station and she said, Oh, Pastor, it was very nice, very loving. Oh, Pastor, you know, shows that it's like you 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 hate this man. Right. And I shouldn't, even though he's not a good man, I shouldn't hate him. She said, it's like you hate him. I had to look at my heart and, and yeah, yeah, I do. I don't like people that, that uh, hurt people, which he does, but I shouldn't hate anyone. The point I'm trying to make is this, folks. Listen, nobody is beyond being corrected. Just because I am on this, I am not beyond being corrected. You know where a good pastor is? A good pastor doesn't model perfection. A good pastor models growth. That's what a good pastor does. In fact, actually, any pastor who sat up there, I'm perfect. That is, that's a joke, really. That's a narcissist. And I took it from, I, I thanked her for it, and that was anybody should be able to be corrected i just wanted to let you know so i include myself in that anybody david a wonderful man of god nathan came to him and gave him we all know the story gave him the story about that man that stole the sheep and what did david say? oh that man's gonna pay what did nathan say you are the man david is oh i'm gonna have you executed who are you to be telling me that no you know, David was convicted. And that's kind of what Sandy did on Saturday. And I so thanked her for it. Unbelievable. It was in love, folks. It was in love. And so just to let you know, I am not beyond beyond correction. I want you to know that. If anybody has anything, oh, you shouldn't have said, email me. Let me know. Let me know. And if it's valid, I will listen. And that was valid. So anyway, Galatians 1, verse 6. I am amazed this, once again, is about people pleasing. Also, then we talk a little bit as well about codependence. Because if you are people pleasing, you, you are codependent. You're, you, you're dependent on praise from people i am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of christ for a different gospel we went through this but we're gonna go through it more minutely so you've got these paul saying i'm amazed i've given you the gospel but i'm amazed you are so quickly deserting him of course, the hymn is, is Christ, who called you by the grace, 
by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. So him, really, well, God the Father, who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. So these false teachers have, have modified and manipulated the gospel, but it's really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you, right? And want to distort the gospel of Christ. These are the real people pleasers. These are the real people manipulators, right? But even look what Paul does here. He separates himself from the gospel. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be a curse. So Paul is saying, now, he could change his mind down the road. What is Paul doing? Paul here is making the gospel bigger than himself. He's making the gospel bigger than himself. The way the gospel is always preached, it's always bigger than the preacher. If the preacher makes himself bigger than the gospel, let me tell you something. He is preaching a disproportionate gospel. He's bigger, gospel smaller. There's nothing bigger than, than it. So, but even if we are an angel from heaven, uh, fallen angels, angels did fall from heaven, should preach you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you. He is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching you a gospel contrary to what you have received, he has to be accursed for Am I now seeking the favor of men or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I were still striving to, striving to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. So if you are a bond servant of Christ, you cannot be a man pleaser. That runs contrary. You can only have one or the other. You cannot be a man pleaser. I want, I want to show you something in Acts. Acts 5, verse 29, I believe it is. Um, Acts 5:29. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. See that we must obey God rather than men. You can't do the two, really. You can't do the two. Has anybody seen that game Twister where people twist themselves and not? Yeah, yeah, that's what you will be doing. You can only do one, and even trying to do the two, it will rob you of so much peace. And if you are looking to please people, is what you are looking to, you're not looking to live an authentic life. You're looking to compromise in so many areas. And it also means 
that your life is codependent. Your life is dependent upon the mood of another. You think about how neck breaking that is. If I am to derive some kind of joy, and it's not joy, folks, believe me, that is not how you get joy. I have to work to please this other person. And in pleasing this other person, that's how I derive my joy. That is so ungodly. That is so codependent. That puts you in a place to be manipulated. That puts you in a place to constantly work, to, to not be able to have rest. That is an expensive price for joy. God gives us joy that springs up inside of us. That's the joy that you should want. That's being a God pleaser. When Paul says that if I was still trying to please men, so at one time he was trying to please men. He was, but not, I would not be a bond servant of Christ, which means if you are a bond servant of Christ, the only person that you please, the only person that you strive to please is the Lord. At your job, you don't do your job as unto your boss. You do it as unto the Lord. Don't get me wrong. If you do it as unto the Lord, you're doing a good job anyway. But if you could be doing it as unto your boss, and it could be something crooked that's going on, something illegal that's going on, don't, don't worry about that, about that. Yeah, just do it. I'll make sure you get a raise. It could be all different kinds of stuff that's going on. We see, we hear about corporate and governmental malfeasance all the time, all the time. So you do it as unto the Lord. Everything that you do should be done as unto the Lord. Why is that? Because that's where your reward comes from. It doesn't come from man. If you are doing it on this level, you are looking to derive your joy. Man doesn't give you joy. Here's what happiness is. It's poof. Oh, okay. It happened. It's gone. That's it. But joy, joy is this constant reality that occurs inside of you, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what is happening. It's joy is a product of the indwelling Christ. That is a product of Christ dwelling on the inside. It's almost like fuel. Fuel coming into your engine is a product of your fuel tank being full. And that's what joy is. You are full of the Lord, then you will be full of this joy. Really. And you do not need to please people. You know, people pleasers are people who are have not learned to live a life independent 
of other people. In other words, they do this quick poof, it's gone, this quick poof, it's gone, meaning I please people here, I please people over there. I get this quick euphoria, then it's gone. It was almost like when we used to drink or whatever, eat or whatever the case may be. It's this quick euphoric feeling, then it's gone, then you're looking for the next high. No, that's not how joy works. It's there all the time as a result of the indwelling Christ. You have to extricate yourself from people. Now, you should love people. That's very different than pleasing them. Should love your kids. That's very different than pleasing them. If you allow your kids to, no, they won't eat their greens. It'll be M&Ms five times a day. Really? If you allow your kids to, no, I don't want to go to school. Just give me that tablet and leave me alone in my room. Really? That's it. No, you should not want to please anyone. You should want to please God. Really? Because let me tell you something. If you start saying, I want to please someone, then you're going to need to please everyone to get fulfillment. And you're still not going to get fulfillment anyway. Audience of one. An audience of one. It's only God that you need to, to please, that you need to be obedient to. That's it. Scripture says, when a man's ways are pleased to the Lord, it makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Audience of one. You're going around running this way, running that way. Audience of one. It's just the same way with fear. With fear, you only need to fear God. You do not need to fear anyone else. It's the fear of God that will be a sanctuary against all other fears. Paul says, if I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. When you say, I am a bondservant of Jesus Christ, people pleasing, no. It got, totally goes away. Now, God uses you to meet people's needs, but you are not a people pleaser. People can be incredibly hard and vicious taskmasters. Incredible. Oh, yeah, you're all over the place. Before you know it, you're in China. You're there with all of your effort. You can kill yourself trying to go that route, really. And before you know it, with people, you know, you won't even get any appreciation. You know why? Your people pleasing will become such an expected thing that, hey, if you're not killing yourself, pleasing them, they're not appreciative, hey. That's what we've come to expect from you. No, what they should come to expect is for you to seek to please God. And that's by being obedient. And God is not a taskmaster. God is not a Pharaoh. God delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh. 
We have to seek to please God. That's it. That is it. Don't try to please anyone, your kids, your spouse. No, try to please God. Let God take care of the rest. This, you know what that is like, what well, that mandate is like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you need will be added. You can, in other words, it says that because once you do that, you don't have to chase after everything. Once you please God, God will take care of all of the other people in your life. Let today be the day when you truly say, I am no longer a people pleaser. I am a bond slave of Jesus Christ. Just here, the vertical. That is all I need to take care of. God will take care of everything else. Do you know something? You want to fix relationships in your life. Don't work on trying to fix those relationships. Work on being obedient to God. Because it says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. God takes care of all of this. You want peace and joy in your life. Don't try to please people. You want fulfillment in your life. Don't try to please people. Work on being obedient to God. You want rest. You want more energy in your life. Don't try to please people. Work on being obedient to God. Paul added it. If I was striving to please men, if I... I would not be a bond slave of Jesus Christ. Let us now sever ourselves from that need. That need is a need that kills us. People pleasing never, ever, 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 ever delivers. You trying to derive your joy from pleasing people, how do you know when they're pleased? How do you know how much it takes to please them? People have killed themselves trying to do it, and the people who have killed themselves try, uh, trying to do it haven't derived any joy. So it's much easier to try to please God and let God take care of the rest. Sever this need of codependence. You know what codependence is? is I need someone else to be me. I'm not complete. I have a piece missing. No, you don't. No, you don't have anything missing. You are complete in Christ. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. I'll show you this. Colossians chapter 2. See, verse, I want to read verse 9. And 10, for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete. You have been made complete. It doesn't say, well, yeah, you got to get connected to that guy over there. Yeah, you've got to be dependent on your neighbor next door. Yeah, hey, you've got to align with a mailman or this man, 
Or no, in him you have been made complete. In him, God has done a work of completion. There's nothing missing. The enemy wants us to think that there's a piece missing. Oh, then, oh, yeah, if you go over, you'll get that piece that's missing. If you go over there, you'll get that piece that is missing. No, it's a lie of the enemy. You have been made complete. Doesn't matter how you feel. You do not need to be dependent. The only person you need to be dependent upon is God. We are all of our existence is contingent upon God, but it's not people. It is not people. They need help. This was never, ever, ever meant to give us dependence. It's this. Remember, it's this. It's the vertical that we get our dependence from. To lean on this, you're going to fall down. To lean on this, you'll never fall down. Really. We are complete. There's nothing missing. Oh, well, you know, Robert, it, it feels like does get out of feelings. They're going to trip you up each and every time. Really going to trip you up each and every time. Feelings are meant to change. Feelings fluctuate with the environment. It's just, okay, I feel hot. I feel cold. Well, in New England, you know what? You're going to say that many times during the course of the day. You can't depend on that. You can only trust in something that is now unchanging, and that is God. Get out of feeling. I feel this way. I feel that way. I, I don't feel complete. Well, what would feeling complete even feel like? What would they even feel like? You are complete. So if you don't feel complete, what would that even feel like? And people, well, I don't feel safe. You know, well, well, what does feeling safe mean? What are you talking about? That's what I, why I'm saying is that that will trip us up because what the lie is, is this, you're supposed to feel some other way then you do, but you don't even really know the other way that you're supposed to feel. It's like the grass is greener on the other side. No, you will feel this way. It's a lie of the enemy, a lie of the enemy. You know, so many people I've got to swallow in this lie, even with the, uh, um, the, uh, um, um, a lot of the uh, uh, sex change uh, surgery. The, oh, I, I kind of don't feel. I don't feel this way. Well, you know, don't think you're going to do that and you're going to feel this way then. You've got all of your emotions to incorporate into that. You could feel worse. I know, I know someone who had breast implant and said, bro, these don't feel right, bro. I got to have that to have them taken out. Two years ago, that was just simply breast implants. So imagine you go a stage further. We gotta get out of feelings, folks. Feelings are so, so, so fickle. And here's the thing in New England, let me tell you, here's the thing. We are people here 
Oh, it's so cold in winter. And then when the summer comes, oh, it's so muggy. Oh, it's so, well, give me a break. What are, what are we doing here? When is it ever gonna be right? When are you ever gonna feel right? Give me a break. No, we, we are gonna have to get out of feelings, really, and get into reality. Because is what the enemy is really trying to get us frustrated on is that nothing is ever good enough. You know, oh, you know, the snow comes. Oh, I can't wait for summer. Oh, it's too hot. I can't wait until it gets a little bit cold. Give me a, let's start living now in reality. In reality. And let's stop needing to, to, to derive some form of fuel from people. I look at it as feelings fuel. This feelings fuel. I need people to fuel how I feel. No, you only need God to give you that sense of joy. Here's what we should be looking to have for a great life, a sense of well-being from God. Just this sense of well-being. Not this big high, this big low, really, the sense of well-being. This big high, this big high, then the crash, no, this sense of well-being, I just... I have this sense of well-being. Life is good, like, but not an, a sense of well-being is something that lasts. Whether it's snowing, whether it's muggy, it doesn't matter. But if you are looking to please people, you know when you make people happy, whoop, euphoric, this big high, this big rush, and then when they're sad, you know, this big crash. This big humongous crash, up, down, up, down, up, down. No, we want to be free from that. So let's do some prayer uh, um, points. Father, Lord God, give me the grace to know that I am complete in you, Lord God. Give me the grace to know that I am complete in you. Doesn't matter how I feel. Doesn't matter if I don't feel complete. Doesn't matter if I feel 90%, although I wouldn't know what 90% feels like, really. But doesn't matter, Lord God, that your word said it, so I believe it, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, give me the grace. Give me the grace to know that I am complete in you. No, not to feel that I am complete, but to know that I am complete, Lord God. I want to transcend my feelings, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace for my life not to be contingent upon anybody's in other words for my life not to depend on anybody else lord god but only 
to depend on you. You said you would never leave me nor forsake me. You know, people pleasing is a fallacy because you could please, please people, even if you could, even if you could juggle that for 40 years, that 40 years, that one day when you don't please them, oh my word, oh, it's a disaster. You let them down that one, and you will let them down. You know why? Because you are human. Get off it. Stop even trying. It's God that you focus on. Lord God, give me the grace for my life, for my joy, my peace, everything I have, Lord God, for it no longer to be dependent upon people. Lord, but to be dependent only on you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we magnify you, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will give me the grace for my peace, my joy, Lord God, to only be dependent upon you, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. And we know that you know, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. You cannot say that about people. I don't care if you have the set of Saturday Night Live living with you. You cannot say in their presence, there's fullness of joy. No, it's this euphoric boom. It's our, this, this pop, ooh, going up, burst. It's a, Pops up, burst. Up, burst. That's what you are going to get. Here's what we need. We need this constant state of well-being. This constant state of where you just have this sense of well-being, hope, peace, joy. That's what we need. Really, this is what we need. This is the prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace, Lord, where I have a state of well-being, Lord God. And this well-being comes on the inside from you, Lord God. It's not dependent on circumstances, what's going on, Lord God. I wake up with it. I go to bed, Lord God, with it. I have this state of well-being, Lord God where I have this resilience, this hope, this joy, this peace, Lord God, this purpose, this energy, this state of well-being, Lord God, that doesn't come from people, that comes from you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me a state of well-being, Lord God, that doesn't come from people, that comes from you, Lord God, it's not dependent upon what's happening, Lord God. It transcends what's happening. I just thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name and in Jesus' name, amen. Caring call. Father, Lord, I know I am a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I know you have saved me, Lord God, and you are going to give me that well-being, Lord God, that purpose, that joy, that hope, that direction, Lord God. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen.